Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Today, we have a really special guest, Markella, let me say this right, Malafis. Yes, you got it right. That's Greek. <laughs> Good job. Is that it Greek? Is Greek yes. Amazing. Those are the hard ones. <laughs> they are, and actually, mine's pretty easy compared to some yes. other ones. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Sure. But thank you for coming, Markella. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. So, we're going to start off with asking you to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do for a living, and also how old you are. Okay, so easiest one. I'm 31 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, Before I say what I do for a living, who am I? I'm a really, I think, grateful, compassionate person who loves life, is really grateful for life. And I love people and I love connecting with people. Yes. And I don't know. I'm very curious. I'm very curious Mm -hmm. about people. People, how we think, how we work, and just, uh, you know, we're all the same, but we're all so different. There's so many complexities and coming across them and opening my mind to different kind of people and learning about people in general and communication. I love that. I'm very passionate about it. And in the same way, I'm very curious about life too, you know, what it's all about and figuring that out and then uh, I'm also makeup artist yeah. I can tell so- by her beautiful <laughs> beautiful makeup everyone thank you so much um, I've been doing that I started my own business 11 years ago I was uh, it was the same year I got married I was like 19 going on to 20 yeah around there I got married at 20 started doing makeup like 19 we're definitely gonna talk about yes. all of that yes we will so I'm very 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 blessed that I have um, a really great career that makes me really happy and amazing clients. And, you know, I love making people feel beautiful. Um, But as I did that, I realized that I wanted to make people and I was during my sessions, you know, makeup kind of always turns into like a therapy session. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to make people feel beautiful more than just their outer appearance. And that really led into a lot of other things, but another newer career into health coaching. So So that is fresh, brand new. I've been doing that for about 10 months now. And I love it. It's changed my life. Definitely. Before I had joined, I was like, I had so many doubts and fears and questions and now being on the other side 10 months later I'm like wow this was so meant to be part of my path and I think that's really common when before we take a leap in something where we can be so fearful and so doubtful and not really see the finish line or how it goes or how it ends or any of that so we tend to delay or procrastinate starting and much like the podcast that I've been <laughs> planning in my head for two years. <laughs> um, but once you... Steve Jobs actually had a quote. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. Mm, so true. So once you take the leap and move forward, whether it works out or not, whatever it is, it teaches you something. And I just feel so grateful that I took that really big fear and did it anyway. 
That's wow. amazing. <laughs> we have so much to unpack in there. Definitely. So, so much. I can't wait. But before we do that, this is me, Markella's first time meeting. Yes. But you, Brenda and Markella, you guys have known each other for a little bit now. How'd you guys, how'd you guys meet? Yeah, so it's so funny. <laughs> when I was in high school for my senior prom, one of my great friends, Athena, was like, oh, there's this amazing makeup artist and she is just so talented, so sweet. We have to go and we have, we have to book an appointment with her. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, absolutely. So I started, you know, stalking her on Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, I want my face to look like that. <laughs> so we ended up going there and we definitely connected while we were there. I felt so, so beautiful. Um, I loved her energy from the moment that we met and that really stuck with me. So then a few years later, I was getting ready to release one of my singles and I was doing a photo shoot for that. And I was like, huh, you know what? No one has ever made me feel as beautiful as I did that day. And I was like, you know what? Let me just reach out to her. Maybe she's still in the area. Um, so I did. And, and I remember we just connected so immediately. I went to her house um, where her studio is and then when I had gotten there, it was just me and her. And I guess last time it was me and our, and our friend. And we had just so immediately clicked. And we started talking about empowering women and, you know, all these powerful, powerful topics. And from then, we connected more and more on social media. And then we started saying, you know, what? I really enjoy this person's company. Yeah. And we started going on walks together in the mornings and connecting more frequently. And it's, it's really been a special, special friendship. It really has. And it's so crazy how like you, you know, you never expect like you meet so many people. You don't know who you're going to connect with. Well, shout out to I'm going to call her Athena. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard for me to say Athena. <laughs> shout out to Athena because she did connect us. Absolutely. And uh, I remember that. I actually remember doing your prom makeup and not knowing you. Yeah. Like I remember and you were it's so funny because you were so quiet. And this is also a testament why we should never judge people because we don't know who they are. Like the person that I know today, mm -hmm. you were such a blank canvas that day and you were so mm -hmm. quiet. You're probably shy. You know uh, what I mean? Totally. But I didn't know the first thing about you. I wouldn't have guessed all the things that I know about you today mm -hmm. just because you were quiet. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like so interesting when you actually give people a chance, when you actually put your attention on someone and say... I'm going to give this, I'm going to open my heart to this person and find out a little bit about them. I don't know. I just, when I started practicing that kind of mindset, I've just met so many amazing people just because I've approached meeting people differently. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I remember that, that first makeup that you were just really quiet. Yeah. And then I remember, I just didn't get to know you well Absolutely. there. And that, but you were so lovely. You were so mm -hmm. kind um, but then I remember when you emailed me and we chatted, I actually still remember the email <laughs> and I remember having warm feelings about you and being like, Oh, I want, and you were just so sweet in your email. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I, I you know, I want to see this girl again. So when we did this time, we talked a lot Yeah. <laughs> and I got, I just got to know you really well. I was like, Oh my God, I love this girl. Like, and I remember, I think I, and this was new for me at the time. I think I message and here's the thing I've only ever been with my husband my whole life this is very off topic but I've never dated so it was always mm. awkward for me with even with females like oh how do I hang out with somebody if I like her like it was always an insecurity 
I think a lot of people struggle with that of like, oh my God, that girl's cool. Especially like nowadays with meeting people on Instagram exactly. and blah, blah. You like, but you feel so weird to like reach out to 100%. someone, even if it's not for a romantic or like exactly. a sexual exactly. thing. It's hard to put yourself well, I was out there. on her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but to be vulnerable so like that, yes. like that's a vulnerable thing. 100%. I remember I, I rewrote the message probably like three times, like <laughs> to ask her to hang out. Cause I was like, and also she's younger than me. So I didn't want to be like this old older creep that wanted to hang out with her you know like all the thoughts that go in your mind but I was like I I genuinely enjoy this girl and I would love and she also was so open to me Mm -hmm. so I was like I just feel like there could be a friendship here so I remember I was like just ask her just ask her to go to yoga oh during the session you were like oh I see like you I was posting yoga a lot of yoga at the Mm -hmm. time and you're like oh I see that you do yoga, I've never tried it. Yes. So that was my that was, my line. Yeah, that was my end. <laughs> to be like, that was hey, do you want to go to yoga with me? <laughs> and then you did. Yeah. And then that's, yeah, where it started. And then we continued the conversation. Yeah, yeah. see, sometimes you just have to put yourself exactly. out there. 100%. I think always. Mm-hmm. Unless you need a down period, which that is necessary too. Absolutely. Totally. And it's so funny because I, to this day, I remember when we were going on walks earlier, well, I guess in 2019, mm-hmm. I would say to her, it's so funny to me because you're still Markella makeup in my phone. Right. But, you're, <laughs> like, but you're no longer Markella makeup in my mind. Like I literally, I say to her, like, I... I know that's how it started, but I forget that that, like, our relationship, we don't talk about makeup anymore. Right. Again, <laughs> the know? judgment. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I, it's like the labels that not mm-hmm. only place on ourselves are so 100%. powerful, but the, how we start to label other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you're not that, you know, I love you as a makeup artist, but you just have such a deeper meaning to me now. So it's so funny that I still haven't changed that in my phone. <laughs> Meanwhile, there are so many more layers to our friendship. <laughs> I never change contacts. It's yeah. so bad. I have people, like the reference that I have them under is so, I don't even remember the reference anymore because I know them so well now. It's like, why do I, why did I even put that? I don't yeah. even remember. It's like That's such hilarious. a common thing. I know. But speaking of makeup artists, so you said you started this, doing this when you were 19 or 20? Yes. So I actually have been doing makeup my entire life. Like my mom is just a makeup beauty enthusiast on her own. She's naturally gorgeous, but always loves to do herself up. So she. Also, you guys can't see Markella, but she's literally stunning. She <laughs> oh, was. She's thank stunning. you so much. You're so sweet. I literally credit to my parents <laughs> and God. I can't. I can't take credit for it. But um, so I yeah, I watch my mom every day. Like just doing her routine. Like my mom is the kind of person she loves her routine. And this is funny. I'm getting into this because when I was younger, I actually used to be very judgmental on her for this. And now that I'm older, I really understand it. Like to start her day and to feel good, she needs to do her hair. She needs to do her makeup. Mm -hmm. And I always used to be like, ah, you're insecure. Why do you have to do that every day to feel good? And she'd be like, no, I'm not insecure. This makes me feel good and I do it for myself Absolutely. and I couldn't understand that when I was young but when I was like really really young you know I watch her every day and my mom's like you know she your parents your hero like she was always like a goddess in my mind and I just wanted to do everything she was doing and I would just look at her and admire her and she was always so beautiful and she would always do like this wing liner that you know I didn't know and I, I literally started practicing by copying her when I was like five years old and the amazing thing I mean one of the many amazing things about my mom is that she always let me she never stopped me she never like I just 
I know a lot of parents who like would be like, no, like you're mm-hmm. so young and da, 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 da. And like, I think restriction on a child can be very harmful sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like, my mom never did that to me. She was like, of course, she always let me play with her makeup and do it while she was doing it and, you know, use her makeup. To this day, she still lets me borrow her makeup. So I'm like, ooh, where'd you get that collar? <laughs> so I started doing it really young. I probably started doing my own makeup way younger than I should have. Like, when I think when I think back to how much makeup I was wearing in high school, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but you had a passion for it. But I had a passion for it. And I wanted to. It made me happy. It was honestly the only thing that got me to school because I was not a pr- And this is not against school, but school was just not for me. It's not for everybody. No. And I did well in it. I had good grades. I was very... I communicated really well with my teachers, so I got good grades, but I just, it was like jail for me. It was Mm -hmm. so boring. And getting there, like my look would get me there. Like, okay, my routine, same thing. Like if I have, if I do the thing that I enjoy in the morning, I can get myself there, you know? I love that, yeah. And yeah, so makeup always just was fun for me and playful. I love to play. And it was something that I just did regardless. I didn't honestly think that I, that becoming a makeup artist was even an option in my mm-hmm. mind like only really famous people were able to do that mm-hmm. and like yeah. at the time you know now in 2020 it's very different like mm-hmm. anyone can become a makeup artist you know there's no um there's not a lot of limiting beliefs around that with mm-hmm. the internet with youtube with instagram it's like of course you want to become one you become one you know but back then like really the only known makeup artists were like bobby brown Kevin Aquan, there were very, very few, mm-hmm. and there were like books. And I remember my first book was a Kevin Aquan, who sadly passed away, um, Kevin Aquan makeup book called Making Faces. And it was like my, I still have it to this day. It's like my, it was my most like cherished thing ever. And yeah, I just did it on a regular basis, and people would start asking me to do their makeup. And I was like, absolutely. Like, that was so fun for me. And then I just remember I was like, I wanna do this for a, a career. And I told my mom, and she was like, you can. And I was like, no, you can't, mom. Like, you have to be famous, you have to know celebrities. Like, it just doesn't work that way, and all these things. And my mom is just is such a light and she was like, no, like if you want to do something and you put your head to it, you, like you'll find the way and I'll support you. I'll help you. So I initially, I think I was just doing myself and I started posting. I made a Facebook makeup by Markella page. I started just posting. <laughs> this is like free Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Facebook yeah. was new and the jam, you know, yeah. I, I, I made an actual page and it was just selfie after selfie of different looks ranging from absolutely crazy to like beauty <laughs> glam everything I was just having fun and then um yeah then I decided I I did go to college for teaching but I had at that point uh, a friend I did a friend's makeup wow sorry I didn't realize I was gonna talk about this so much no, I did no. <laughs> I did a friend's makeup Shout out to Harriet. <laughs> and her co-worker saw it and she was like oh my god I want that girl to do my wedding makeup and she ended up being my first bride, that girl. Wow. Yeah. And I made money from it, you know? I was like, oh my God, people... And at the time also, I should say, my husband was also a really big supporter of this dream too. And like, I had my mom and my husband like, you can totally do this. Just like, have the kind... I was like, who would want to pay me to do this? <laughs> like, that was such... Getting paid was such a hard thing for me to learn mm-hmm. how to do. And like, I think 
honestly, I wish school talked about this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, For sure. that is something I would really love to empower not only younger women, any any woman, you know, because everything we feel, it usually goes across age. I meet women who are in their 60s who are ju- going through the same difficulties and insecurities that women I know who are 18, mm-hmm. truly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we can change that. And I, a big thing for me was learning how to get paid. Like, I would literally apologize when I would, you know, when I would ask to be paid. I'd be like, I'm so sorry, Um, it's this much... And that is such a hard thing to Isn't do. Isn't that, that crazy? Is such a hard thing to do. It's crazy. But it should not be. No. Because you deserve also, to be paid. If you have a talent and a skill and you are providing providing that, you deserve to be paid. Absolutely. But especially when you're a young woman, I feel like it's even harder to be like when you're a little 19-year-old girl and you're doing this whatever 30-year-old's makeup right. mm-hmm. to be like, oh, but you have to pay me now. Like that's that's scary it feels uncomfortable and it it comes down to one thing which is honestly knowing that you deserve it yeah and a lot of times we're not taught to learn how to deserve it even though my mom always taught me you deserve this and you know i was brought up to be confident this and that but you specifically have to be taught like Mm -hmm. i think maybe not everybody but i think you really have to specifically be taught when you work for yourself or not only even when you work for a company to to understand what your worth is to understand how to evaluate it which takes time um to understand what's fair Mm -hmm. compensation what's fair for the client what's fair for you how you value your time because it's not just, you know, it's very specific to makeup or creative freelance industries. But when it comes to those kind of careers, because there's a lot of people right now working for themselves, not working in corporate. There's so many things to evaluate. It's not just your time. It's not just your talent. It's also your products. It's also your skill. It's yeah. also how you communicate with your clients. It's so many things. You can have someone who's extraordinarily talented, but absolutely horror to work with you know what I mean you may want to pay more the person who's mediocrely talented but makes you feel really good it just depends it's up to you in many cases and I think today a lot of people are leaving the corporate route today a big dream for a lot of people like this is to make your own way make your own path which also means making your own rates Mm -hmm. and there's just so much that goes into it that we're never taught about and yeah that has definitely been a process and I definitely had to learn how to know that I deserve to get paid and let me tell you I learned it (laughs) (laughs) for sure I think there's this weird line between um like being you know what's this balance between being humble and then also like being confident enough but then not too confident like there are so many conflicting mm-hmm. messages that I think is why we internalize it to be is like okay well I don't want to come off rude like you know it makes it hard to know what how to move forward really was there any like concrete thing that helped you to get over that fear yes um understanding that I wasn't doing this for fun mm-hmm. it is fun and I love that but mm-hmm. it, you know shifting that mindset yes because this is work you know and it's responsibility Mm -hmm. like if a bride doesn't look good on her wedding day how how much does that cost like Mm -hmm. she just lost money on her photographer because you know they're recording there and a lot of times like people will ask about um makeup artistry well 
you know, I've, I haven't, thank God, heard somebody ask me, but I've heard the question in the industry, well, why do they charge for much for hair, for makeup or whatever? And it's like, well, you're paying a videographer thousands of dollars. You're paying a photographer thousands of dollars. If you don't look good, who does that fall on? Mm-hmm. How much money are you losing when you look back at all these videos and pictures and you don't look good? <laughs> yeah. You know I, what I, I mean? I never thought of Absolutely. That. You know, and it's like, the makeup artist is just a portion of what you pay for all that stuff. Just a portion of what you pay for your dress. This is your face we're talking about, you know? Mm-hmm. So what I learned is that I'm providing a service and I'm prov- I'm really giving them a lot of value. And I really learned it. You know, my husband is just like such a boost in my life. Like when I was learning how to not feel bad about charging or trying to understand what my value is he would be like look at the text that you get from people mm-hmm. you know people who are like oh my god i've literally never felt better i would have people le- legitimately say to me like you should charge double and like he would be like listen to what they're saying to you yep. mm-hmm. you know like listen and i'll be like oh i know but i feel bad mm-hmm. he'll be like okay then don't get paid right you know yeah. and like fuck this. <laughs> yeah. I, this is what I'm, this is a, I'm not waking up at four in the morning for fun. Mm-hmm. I'm not driving an hour for fun. I, this is a service. It's a value. It's very valuable to this person to feel and look amazing. And if they don't, it's a big price to pay. Mm-hmm. So I, this is, this is what I'm providing and I deserve to provide back, you know, to, to get value back. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think like just going back a little bit, the getting started, the saying yes to the first bride. I feel like that must have been an interesting situation because I feel like that's that's the moment of... But exciting. Yes. Well, because I feel like a lot of people might say no because even though it's what they want to do, there's still that fear of like, well, what if I'm not good enough? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people might say no to that first bride, but why this worked out so well for you and why this is your career now is because you said yes. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, not feeling good enough usually never goes away it's something that you start to feel good when you practice something Mm -hmm. when i started doing makeup i didn't feel good enough the first five years of doing it i was a successful makeup artist five years into it and i still didn't feel you know i was at the point where i was starting to feel Mm -hmm. good enough you know this was something i really battled with myself and to this day, I'm doing it now 11 years. To this day, going to um, a wedding, going to do a bride and a wedding party, I still, I'm confident in myself. I don't, I, I'm sorry, I, I started out, it sounded like I was going to say, I don't feel good enough. I do feel good enough. I'm confident in myself, but I'm still nervous. Yeah. But I like that I'm nervous because I care to make things perfect. So mm-hmm. I don't think that it's bad to not feel good enough. I don't think it's bad at all. It's motivating. It's just that we have to learn that the fact that you don't feel good enough does not mean that you shouldn't go for it. It's a very natural feeling. I think it's a good feeling to have because you have to fight a little harder. You have to prove yourself. And that's good because, you know, in certain situations, I don't think anything is concrete, you know, everything shifts. But I think it's good to be a little nervous. You shouldn't hate on yourself. You, you have to be okay with, well, I'm not the best that I am today. Listen, the first day that I did makeup, the first bride, did I do what I can do today? Absolutely not. Of course not. Absolutely not. But if I didn't do it and I didn't continue, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am today. And you'll see that 
as you get better, you know, your clients will shift and your rates will shift because you're now serving a different community. You know what I mean? You're, totally. you're never, you're never going to feel perfect, but it's not a reason to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think yeah. that right now there's so much self doubt. There's so much in so many different areas of just people not fully knowing their worth and not, you know, have self love and self care is such a big conversation right now. Yeah. And specifically with you and health coaching, I know that we just talked about the makeup side, but you brought up that you, as of recently, have become a health coach. And we kind of wanted to dig in yeah, on that a little absolutely. bit because I think that I myself have watched you, you know, transform in all aspects, emotionally, you know, all around. And it's been so beautiful to watch and you're very public about it. And I think that people really benefit from hearing what you have to say um, because it's just such an important thing mm-hmm. to really take care of yourself. And you do it so beautifully and shamelessly. And I think that... There's also that weird line between, you know, is, is self-care or self-love, is that selfish? And, you know, all, all so many contradicting aspects yeah. of it. So if you could speak a little bit to, to all of that, that would oh, be great. My favorite, my favorite topic. How many hours? And that's why you're here. How many hours do you guys have? Okay, well, so, yes, I really appreciate all those words. I'm so happy that we've gotten to see each other's journeys along the way. Um, where to start? Okay, I'm, yes, Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, well, how did you get, how did you get into that? How did you start even being a part of that space or wanting to be a health coach? Like, how do you go from being so busy in makeup to starting to bring that into your life as well? Good question. So how that started was I had found myself, I was in a position where I literally had everything I ever dreamed of. I had my dream relationship, which is a whole topic on its own, but my very, very loving husband, being married to him was such a dream for so long. I had that. Having a, owning a house with him was such a dream. I had that. My, my dream career being a makeup artist, I had it. Loving, I had everything and I found myself in this place around, I don't remember, I think it was around 20 years old, just so unhappy with myself. Like like really unhappy with myself and just wanting so much more out of life and feeling very guilty for that feeling because, you know, I would say, well, what's wrong with me that I have everything that I could ever dream of that, you know, other people could only dream of having too and I'm still unhappy? Mm -hmm. I would literally be like, you ungrateful bitch. Mm -hmm. Like I would really be hard on myself for that, very much so. And the fact of the matter is I shouldn't have been hard on myself. I just wanted more from my life because I am more than makeup. I am more than a wife. I am more than a daughter, you know, and I'm so happy that I listened to that voice. I always have been an old soul and a seeker and curious in many ways. And it was just that at the time, what it felt like was like annoying feeling inside. Mm. It was uncomfortable. It was like this itch that I couldn't scratch. I was like, well... What am I looking for? What's more? But now I just realized I was looking for me. I, I was there all along, but I was kind of blind <laughs> to her, you know? So really starting this journey of self-love, whatever we want to call it or label it. I'm not a fan of labels, but dur- this journey of life started from me being super unhappy with myself. So whenever I meet somebody today who's like, I'm the worst place in my life. And, you know, a lot of people DM me on Instagram and I love chatting with people I have full on like days day long conversations with people I've never met in my life and it's wonderful it's it's wonderful something in the past I would have been afraid to do 
But, you know, so many people who are like, I'm in the worst space of my life. Like, my life is falling apart. And I'm like, you're in the juiciest time of your life. Mm -hmm. Because that is the best place to create from. And that's where I found myself in. I found myself in this place of like, I want more. I don't know what I want more. I don't know what it is. Um, I can't explain it. But I just know that I'm unsettled. Mm -hmm. And I need to do something. And that was a, I'm not going to lie, very long process mm-hmm. of figuring out. You know, I'm 31. Yeah, this was, again, about 11 years ago. I'm 31, and I'm still on that journey, and I really don't think I'll ever stop, but um, thank God I'm happy today, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the time, I just really got back into, like, communicating with myself, which is something I always did when I was really young, and I kind of lost along the way. Mm-hmm. Um And I just started to grab any process that I could remember that made me feel good. My sixth grade teacher taught us yoga and meditation. And it made me feel good, really. That's amazing. Yeah. Shout out to that teacher. Shout out to Ms. Bowen. You know, (laughs) I I hope she's alive and thriving. Um, I haven't spoken to her since. I have tried to contact her, but unsuccessfully. But she really taught us and we would do it every day after recess and I'm so grateful for that because it came back in my life and Mm -hmm. that's when I started doing yoga Mm -hmm. and meditation again because they made me feel peaceful you know and I really just tried a bunch of different shit honestly like I didn't know what I what I wanted to feel so I just tried thinking different ways and doing different things and trying out you know just whatever I could but long story short it took a long time and then I just I started to study a lot so I I started to study a lot of books a lot of um, I'm more of an auditory learner so when I say books they're always audio Mm -hmm. and um, like YouTube speakers and stuff like that and I started to learn about how to learn about self I started to teach myself how to learn about myself Mm -hmm. does that make sense and so I began honestly like commuting with myself on a, on a daily basis and communicating and it's funny because if you asked me years ago like oh what do you think about a person who talks to themselves I'll be like oh my god they're batshit crazy <laughs> absolutely not like I talk to myself on a 24 I literally talk to myself all yeah. the time. It's crazy. <laughs> sometimes my boyfriend will look over at me and I'll be like having a full conversation with myself he'll be like Julia who are you talking to myself like, oh just me <laughs> But not even out loud. Like, what I learned to do was to become an observer Mm -hmm. of myself. And, again, the quality of how I was talking to myself. Because when I was unhappy, I was talking to myself, too. But it was a very different... Such a different conversation. Such a different conversation. It was all judgmental, all critical. Mm -hmm. I'm the worst. I'm this. I'm that. Whereas when I decided and when I started to feel myself becoming an observer rather than a judge, mm-hmm. you know, a judger or a critic, um, I was able to see myself in a different way and try to understand myself in a different way. And I just started doing a lot of things. And I still do that. Like, you don't know what will work for you until you try it. You know what I mean? And that's with every, even like with exercise. Like, yeah. Brenda knows I went um, a couple of months ago, I, I did like a really... Um, intense uh, exercise regimen. I've never done that in my life. So I, I really wanted to commit to it. And I did. And I'm so happy I did. And then I said, now I'm going to do an even harder one. Mm-hmm. And I started a really hard one after that. And it was just too much. And it's mm-hmm. like, but if I didn't try that, I wouldn't be able to gauge what is too much for mm-hmm. me. 
And I know she's had similar experiences with running mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's like, you have to try things in order to understand where you're at. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's such a big thing for people is being afraid to try. You know, it makes sense. It's, it's hard to get started on something, but being afraid to try because you're scared to fail. And I think that failure is such, you know, we talked about it on our last episode about just not even wanting to use the word failure because mm-hmm. every single thing plays a purpose in which direction you Absolutely. end up going. But definitely with exercise, with so many different topics, it's not knowing until you take that leap, take that risk, and then figure out what it's worth to you or what it isn't. But it plays a role in your end result. Absolutely. So yeah, so I really just started to take a lot of time to myself and I started to evaluate without judging what my what was I currently doing in my life and what did I want to be doing? Who am I and who do I want to be? And I really believe that whenever we ask ourselves who do we want to be, that the description of that person is actually who we are. And it's our, like our soul, whatever you want to call it, trying to find its way back to who we really are. And we think it's just this idea, this dream version, but it's not. It's actually who you are. It's just that we have so many layers that were placed on top of that through our life from society, from upbringing, from so many things that there's kind of a roadblock to that person. And we feel like they're far away. We feel like we're not that. We feel like maybe it's hard to be that, but my actual belief is that that dream version of you is your true version that we've diluted. Mm -hmm. And I think that asking yourself, so how I really got to transform and transformation is like such a, and I don't mean physical by the way, transformation is such an interesting topic to me. Mm -hmm. How I got to transform is I began to ask myself a lot of questions and I I changed how I use my time. Mm-hmm. I changed how I communicated. I changed, you know, it's so easy to say in seconds, this took years. Yeah. I changed who I hung out with. I changed everything, mm-hmm. honestly. And I, you know, I remember like when I think of I call it my old self, you know, I think there's versions of ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. we're always in a in a process and a version of ourselves that's Definitely. always changing. When I think of my old self, I remember I used to gossip. I remember You know, like things that, and I'm not saying that I never gossip now. I'm not saying that. But if I do, it's because I've gone unconscious. It's because I've Mm. lost the awareness of the conversation, right? When I catch myself, I correct it. Mm -hmm. Before, that was like, honestly, a pastime when I would hang out Mm -hmm. with people. I remember how much TV I used to watch. And there's no judgment on TV. But for me, when I looked at myself watching, you know, TV, like being... Being excited to go home to see what my DVR list was, was a detriment in my life. It kept me distracted from really living Mm. my life. So there were things that I had to look at and evaluate and I just decided to change them. And that's so powerful because I think so often we're so scared to ask those questions or maybe even don't even know which questions to ask. (laughs) But I have to say, I agree so deeply with what you said about getting clear on what you want Mm -hmm. and the type of person that you want to be. Because by asking yourself those questions, you become so much more in tune with exactly what that is. And then you're able to analyze, okay, well, here's where I am right now. What can I do to get right there? Um, Absolutely. I think that what you said about asking the right questions, Mm -hmm. I think any question will do. I mean, sometimes a lot of questions will lead you astray and kind of be pointless. But if you can't think of a question, just go with any question. It's the same thing with trying new things. But I think the basic 
questions anyone can ask themselves that is beneficial is what do you want to leave in this world? Mm -hmm. What do you feel you're here to do? Who do you want to be? Who do you, basic, basic question, who do you admire? Ask yourself why you admire them. Mm -hmm. Then you learn that, oh, those are traits that you value. How can you increase those traits in yourself? And also asking yourself who you admire gives you a lot of insight to what you're doing and why. Yeah. And also what you said before about that you changed what you spend your time doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I was going to say is how you spend your time really does directly reflect what you value. Mm -hmm. You know, so if a lot of times I feel like some, if someone were to ask you, what do you value? And then you say something. And then if someone were to ask you a follow up of, well, how do you spend your time? And if those two don't align, then it's kind of this little click where you're like, huh, you know, I, maybe I could, Mm -hmm. if I really value this and and I spend more time doing that, then maybe I could get a little bit more aligned in that area I completely agree I was gonna ask you if like what tangible steps you could give someone to start I feel like you already gave a lot of those if you have more please tell us okay but even further beyond that point and it kind of goes with what me and Brenda talked about on Monday uh, with manifesting and making goals especially around the new year how do you stick with it though (laughs) I feel like a lot of people especially oh January 1st you know you can make your goals but a lot of times people don't know how to stick to it. So how, how do you start and then how do you stay with it, especially when it's tough? Absolutely. Well, listen, I think there's a whimsy to January 1st and the new year and it's wonderful. And if you can take advantage of that feeling, you so should. But it also requires you to be a little real with yourself. And every moment can be a new moment every moment can be a new start you don't need to wait till monday you don't need to wait till january 1st you know what i mean and that has really helped me in my life because it also shows that you don't ever have to be hard on yourself if you you know feel like you had a horrible day or whatever you can start new right now in this moment but tangible steps and staying accountable to you're staying accountable to manifesting or staying accountable to the goals that you've already both well here's the thing i think desire is the number one thing Mm -hmm. if you're lacking desire you have to evaluate two things how badly do you want something and how how much are you willing to ignore your doubt and your fear because one or the other will stop us we lose desire and we stop which should then bring you back to questioning. Well, how do I really want this? If I, like for example, uh, I used to love acting and singing and all these things, but I stopped doing them. Well, how badly do I really want to become an actress if I'm not practicing it? Mm-hmm. I had to come to the rally. Well, actually, I guess I don't really want it that bad, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not willing to do the things that it takes. You have to ask yourself if you're losing desire. Do you really want that? And then if the desire really is strong and you really do want it, but you're still not sticking to it and still not showing up, then I would put my bet on you're having doubts and fears, which is normal, but you're listening to them. So a a big motto that I go by is faith over fear. And another concrete step that I can say is don't complain. Like one of the biggest things I've changed with myself is complaining. And I know it sounds kind of vague, but a lot of the reasons we give up on things or don't pursue them 
is because we complain, well, I just can't afford that right now. Well, I just don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a little bit of tough love, they're all excuses. Mm -hmm. A lot of people who are really, really successful today were the ones that had the most valid excuses and adversities in their life. And if they could find the will to do it, so can you. I know right now, currently, like, I, so my health coaching, we're like a team, you know, of women. I know so many, so many women right now on this team, and not only for my health coaching team, other women too, who have three, four kids, a husband in the army, or a single mom, and they find time not only in fitness and in health, but to make it happen. I see the examples from my own parents. My parents came here with nothing. They're both immigrants from Greece, zero money in their pocket, language barrier, educational barrier, you know, so many things. I watched my mom work three jobs plus running a business Mm -hmm. and raising us two kids and having home-cooked meals. So I think a lot of it comes down to being real with yourself, looking Mm -hmm. in the mirror and being like, okay, am I... Am I not doing this? Am I giving up on this? Because, you know, a lot of people say because I'm lazy. I think lazy is um, a label that is untrue. I think if you're being lazy, it's because either you don't like it, what you're doing, Mm -hmm. and then you should stop and find something else, or because you're listening to your doubts and your fears. Mm -hmm. I think giving up always comes down to those two things. And the wonderful thing is that when you realize, like, everyone has doubts and fears and you have to have doubts and fears because in order to achieve something i really believe there has to be contrast if something was so easy and so given to you there there would be no journey there would be no process it wouldn't even be appealing to you so having the doubt and the fear is the fire and the fuel that should get your butt going yeah and I love what you said about that you have the choice to listen to, you know, the, the negative voice in your head or the positive one. I love that you said that. And something else that really stood out to me to kind of circle around every incredible thing that you just shared with our listeners is that you said that you can start now. And that's Absolutely. something that just from our friendship um, has stuck with me is I feel like something that we say is, oh, I'll start tomorrow. Oh, mm-hmm. I'll start next week. Oh, I'll start January 1st. But instead saying, no, I have the power to do it right now in, in whatever capacity, whether it's, you know, I want to study to be this. Okay, well, instead of waiting until tomorrow, let me look up some programs or some certifications mm-hmm. right now. It doesn't mean you have to accomplish everything in that moment. Right. But at least making one little effort to really show that it matters to you and really help align with what you're really trying to go for absolutely and I think another I'm a big person on contrast both are necessary another thing to mention is it's okay to have a down period Mm -hmm. because down periods really do elevate your overall growth when they're for the right reason if you stop doing something because of fears and negativities I don't think that's positive but if you stop doing something because you need time off I think that can be very, very positive. And again, it comes back to constantly observing and evaluating yourself as a third party. Mm. I know it sounds a little crazy, but I genuinely, in my head, overview myself and my life as a third non-objective party. And it's hard, it can be hard to do, but when you practice it, you're able to better evaluate well let's be real does this action that i take every day serve me or maybe it does maybe it seems like a lazy action but it actually gets me in a relaxed place and when i'm relaxed 
then I can create better. Maybe not that day because I want to relax that evening, but I can create better for the next day. Or am I really just honestly wasting my time and distracting myself from things that I don't want to deal with? Yeah. And speaking of downtime, I know that you've shared with me in the past that you took some time to yourself in those moments when things felt a little bit more difficult um, to really do that type of reflection. Would yes. you be comfortable telling us a little bit absolutely. about that? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I think it was 2017, I decided to make some changes. It was just, I felt ready for them. And I'm by no means am I saying that people should do this. This is simply just what I did and that worked successfully for me so I cut out TV almost completely now again for me TV was a bad habit because it was something that I was using daily and I was spending a lot of my time on and I just didn't feel good after watching hours of television and I just was tired of not feeling good so I had cut out TV I probably that year watched a couple of hours total that entire year and that hugely transform my life because what I replaced TV with was audio programs so and I'm happy to list a lot of the speakers I listen to if they resonate with some people I basically consciously and purposely reprogrammed my mind and specifically my subconscious mind I at that point had become aware of a lot of my limiting beliefs in myself um, a lot that I created on my own, a lot that were just given to me by society, by upbringing, you know, we're all born in a certain religion and born in a certain culture. And when you realize like, wow, if my parents were just born somewhere else, I would have a completely different upbringing and a completely different religion. And it's like, you know, I'm from a very strong culture, the, the uh, Greek Orthodox community, you know, and it's like, if you, if you're not proud to be Greek and you're not in mm -hmm. people's face about it. It's like, are you even really Greek? <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, but I love being Greek. I adore being Greek, but that's not all I am. Mm -hmm. And I don't agree. I don't have to agree with everything that Greeks do. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm my own person. Like if my parents were just born in China, I would be Chinese and maybe I would be Buddhist or I don't even know honestly what religion they are. It's, I was just happened to be born there. Like yeah. there's it's just like so much more to yes. me and my thoughts and my feelings. And I don't want to be boxed by that, you know? So I realized that I had a lot of limiting beliefs that didn't fit me any longer, you know? And I wanted to change them. Finding out your limiting beliefs, I think is where you have to start. You were asking some tangible steps. Yeah. You have to observe yourself as an outsider and see what do you believe? Because your beliefs, your thoughts create your beliefs and your beliefs create your life. You only see things with a specific filter when you believe things in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And you have to ask yourself, do you like that filter that you see life with? And I believe that many people probably don't. Mm -hmm. It's just all they know and they're not even aware that that filter is over their eyes. It's also a fear thing again. Sometimes people are scared to let go of what they know because it's comfortable. Even though they're not happy in it and even though Absolutely. there is something on the other side, you get so comfortable with what you've known for your whole life. It's a really scary thing to say, I'm going to change that or I'm going to let go of that. So true. It's so hard. So what today, what are some things that you incorporate daily? What are, Do you have any daily practices that you do? Yes. Great. If you don't mind, I did want to list some of the speakers. Yes, that I please do. Amazing. So that year, I basically 
became aware of all my limiting beliefs and I decided that I wanted to change them. So I decided how I wanted to feel and I, I learned that how you feel is directly correlated with what you believe. So I decided that I needed to change my beliefs. So I found people and you know this takes time too because what resonates for me may not resonate for you. How I want to feel may not be how you want to feel. So I'm going to list some speakers that help me. Just because they help me doesn't mean that you don't have to do your own research to see who accommodates your life. But I just literally began to listen 24-7. Anytime that I had a free moment, anytime that I could listen, I would listen to different speakers who I admired and I liked their beliefs and I I just let them program my mind. And that was people like Bob Proctor, people like Joe Dispenza, Louise Hay. At the time, I remember Conor McGregor was like, which is so (laughs) random, but he was hugely inspiring to me because of his mindset. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to him speak, you know, he has a lot of value that he can offer. Gary Vee, even Joe Rogan. I remember listening to him a lot. Oh yeah, I love his podcast. Yeah, yeah. Just, just familiarizing myself with people who were open-minded. Even if their opinions were different than mine. Yes. Being okay with different opinions and opening my mind to ideas that I've never thought before and kind of running with them. And if they felt good, I kept them, put them in my pocket and would refer to them. And if they didn't feel good, I dropped them, Mm -hmm. which is also a great tip for feelings and emotions. Like we can't control the thoughts that come into our mind, but we can control what we hang on to. If a thought pops into your mind, that's fearful, doubtful, uncomfortable, you do have the option to take your attention away from it and let it go. I understand that it can feel difficult, but the most proven way that has helped me is having saved in your pocket thoughts and feelings that you know feel good to you Mm. and jumping straight to them. The, The moment you feel an uncomfortable or fearful thought have those good feeling thoughts ready and prepared in your pocket, the ones that you know that make you feel good, and think about it and then go into just a stream of thought through those feelings. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things that I do daily are now unconscious because I practice them so much. That's amazing. For the past couple of years. And now that they're unconscious, sometimes it can be hard to mention them. But, okay, so... Gratitude. I know. Love, love gratitude. Gratitude. Oh my god! And at this point, I know it's like really trendy, you know. Which is, I'm happy it's trendy because that's how I got turned on to it too. But um, really, really having, I, you know, we all have filters in how we view things. We can choose them. Like, and I know you guys are in theater. You know, like I remember when I was in drama, like the the filters that they used to put over the lights. Yeah. You know, like. Our mind works that way. You, oh my God, I love that analogy. Wow. It's yeah. true. And I always think about that. I can change the filter and how I see things. And I think that when you can make your main filter gratitude, oh, it mm-hmm. changes mm-hmm. everything. It's changed my life. And it's the simplest thing. Doesn't mean it's easy, but it can become easy. Now it's my default state of being. Not that I don't forget, not that I don't get knocked off, but I would say 90 something percent of the time I take action, speak, think in gratitude, you know, and and I think that it can just change everything, you know. So. Yeah, and I can I can really attest to that. I have to say in, in most conversations that I've had with Markella, I can literally see not only hear her say to me 
with whatever maybe issue, struggle, whatever's going on, she really just automatically shifts her perspective to gratitude. And it's really beautiful and very cool to watch, honestly, because like she mentioned, it is pretty trendy right now, mm-hmm. which is a cool thing to, to have be trendy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I have to agree that ever since I started incorporating it into my life, which I don't know if everybody knows about it, but it makes such a difference. You know, we talked about morning routines very slightly and wanting to incorporate them into our 2020, but whenever I make an effort to incorporate gratitude and like you said before having those good thoughts prepared for when the negative ones come up so somewhat like affirmations incorporating that into my day it sets the tone sets Mm -hmm. the filter for the rest of it and the more and more that you do that the more it becomes automatic and the more you can reprogram your brain to see things through that way absolutely and our brains are completely reprogrammable like Uh i'm witness i've witnessed it with myself like people You'll meet people all the time who are like, oh, I'm just that way. Well, do you like being that way? And if you don't, you can change it, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. I mean, Markella, you have given us so (laughs) many incredible pieces of advice and tips and takeaways. Unfortunately, we do have to start wrapping up. I'm so sad about that. I know. But I I do want to ask you one more question. Now that you're in your early 30s, if you could give your 20-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? relax (laughs) oh my I love that I need that I need to hear that relax everything is working out best case scenario I was just so hard on myself in my 20s so hard on myself for no reason and I think that it's very common the more I meet people and you know it's not an age thing it really isn't I meet people older younger it's really just about just being okay with being you in that moment and you can be okay with being you whatever that version of you is it's okay you know yeah and I love that because I think the sooner that we learn that the more we can carry it throughout the rest of our lives and live a much happier more easygoing more fulfilling life just by starting to learn that now and I absolutely loved that so our final question for you is where can people find you People can find me on Instagram is where I'm the most active. I have two Instagram pages. I'm the most active on my personal page, which is Markella Malafis, M-A-R-K-E-L-L-A-M-A-L-A-F-I-S. <laughs> and then my makeup page where I post clients is Makeup by Markella, M-A-K-E-U-P-B-Y. M-A-R-K-E-L-L-A. That's where I definitely love to chat with people. You know, I have Facebook. I I don't really use it much Mm -hmm. other than health coaching purposes because it really helps uh, have groups. So that's wonderful in that, but I'm really not that active on it. Um, Yeah, email makeupbymarkella at yahoo.com. But definitely my personal Instagram is where I really like to to chat and have conversations. Thank you so, so much. much. Thank you guys so much. This was such a pleasure. Best of luck. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Friday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.